comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. And this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Abe. Hey guys, what's up? This is episode 31, The Thing. The new pre-make to the uh, John Carpenter 82 version of The Thing, which starred Kurt Russell, the, the vastly superior movie, which we'll get to later on. But um, joining us to discuss The Thing is Alan Aguilera and Jordan Grout. Hello. Hello. I'm Alan. Hey. Hey guys. Keeping it upbeat still. I, I like it. <laughs> Out Now is a film podcast as, which has Abe and I discussing new movies weekly. We also bring in a little discussion about the latest movie trailers, box office results and predictions, a retro review that has to do with the main feature of the week, and some games and other fun stuff. As I said, the main feature of the week is The Thing. A few announcements before we get underway. We just, the four of us, did something kind of special for <laughs> related to whoa, The whoa, Thing. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, sorry, right. keeping it under wraps, but but it's okay. it's, it's going to come Dude, out. We better pretty be soon. we better be wrapped. I'm so saying this, this is going to it's going to come out pretty soon. So the secret won't be out for that long, but yeah, there's something cool coming in the way of the thing. So be happy for that. Um, also, iTunes reviews always happy to get more ratings and iTunes reviews, and looking forward to getting some more in the near future. So you know, feel free if you like. All our episodes are on iTunes now, and you can easily you know. Put a little rating on our show and maybe even a, a sentence if you felt like having the time to do so. But that's neither here nor there because we appreciate any listeners that we have and I hope they enjoy the show that we've been putting on for them. So, without that all the way, let's uh, do a little bit of Know Everybody where we ask each other a few questions to kind of set the mood for the podcast. Abe, let's start with you. Sure. Alan. Um, yes. What is worse hunting you? The alien predator hybrid or the thing? I'm sorry, what's that? The alien-predator hybrid? Predator hybrid, thing? you know, where it affects yeah. the predator. The predator alien? Like, yeah. Like, Would what's you, worse? What's worse hunting you, yeah. The thing? Yeah, I think the tentacle I can't, really... I wouldn't uh, be able to... Yeah, well, like... You wouldn't see it coming, so... I wouldn't. It'd be weird. And, I, yeah, it'd be dressed up like my friend, and I don't need that. I already got issues. <laughs> I don't need that. I already have paranoia things. I don't need that at all. All right. Abe. Mm-hmm. McCready or McNulty? <laughs> oh, they both drink Jameson's, right? Um, oh, just a little like McCready is the protagonist from the thing, and McNulty yeah. is one of the main characters from The Wire. So who do you choose? Go. You know, I really like McNutty as the way that that <laughs> says McNutty. It. Yeah. McNutty. <laughs> he does. It's amazing, McNutty. Yeah, McNutty. Because uh, uh, I, I I never knew that the actor was British until uh, later when he was doing like some type of character. Say the same with Idris Elba. 
Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, it was, it was fantastic. But that was yeah, one of the funniest like, things at the, uh, I'm sorry, but the 30 minutes or less panel, like Aziz Ansari was on, and it was like, yeah. it was just after the Ghost Rider panel, and where Idris Elba was on stage, and like Aziz Ansari came out, he's like, D- I didn't know Stringer Bell was British? That's <laughs> funny. Yeah. But I'd go with McNulty. Good. Um, okay. Um, Jordan. Yes. Weapon of choice in hunting the thing. Um... Flamethrower or my best friend. This <laughs> is bait. Gotcha. Yeah, exactly. Human shield. Okay. Is he black? Wow. Yeah, I went there. Horror movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's uh, Queen Latifah. <laughs> Alright. Okay. Aaron. Yes. <clears throat> the Creeper from Jeepers Creepers. The bug from Mimic, the body snatchers, Juana Man, or the Thing. Which is your favorite alien entity, or I guess foreign entity, trying to pose as a human being? The it, body snatchers. The um, invasion of the the, the uh, seventy-eight version too with Donald Sutherland. That movie is creepy, but yeah, I I, I enjoy that one. And I agree. I'm making the face right now that Donald Sutherland makes in that movie. Anyone familiar with Body Snatchers will know what I'm talking about. Anyway, um, Alan, Yo. favorite John Carpenter movie? Halloween. Uh, yeah, that's about it. All right, Jordan. Yes. Besides The Thing, I'm guessing. Do you think that The Thing pre-make would have been better if Mary Elizabeth Winstead had a beard like Kurt Russell? <laughs> <laughs> um, and a unibrow and armpit hair. So, yes. I, I didn't do. know she was French. Yeah, yeah Ramona Flowers. <laughs> oh. Do you think the uh, the ship was a lost ship, or was it a scout ship? In the thing? Yes. Huh. No, Juana Man. Okay. Yeah, Juana Man, <laughs> well, there was that scene with uh, Kevin Pollock and... Uh, anyway, uh, the ship and thing. Was it a scout ship or a lost ship? Hmm. I think the thing was just, like, a teenager who, like, took his parents' car out for a spin... And then he got lost and crashed into Earth. I think Boom. that's the same as Predator, actually. I think that's yes. <laughs> I like that answer. I'm going with that one, too. I, I'll agree. <laughs> All the other things are really responsible. You're like, oh, no, honey. And then, like, next time you see him, they're wearing, like, glasses and, like, Argyle sweaters. And, like, oh. We never imitate yeah. unless we're antagonized. Yeah. Okay. Have four A's and stuff. It's here's, exciting. Here's my question for Jordan. There's a pyramid buried under the ice in Antarctica. Yeah. Possibly has aliens and predators in it. We don't know. Or there's a UFO buried in the ice. Which is which is which is the one that that piques your interest more? The pyramid. <laughs> yeah. No question. Oh yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, does, does, does everyone know. agree? Good to know. Did, did everybody go? Okay. Oh. So uh, yeah, that was a little bit of know everybody. Now we know a bit about everybody. So let's. Okay. Wait. I, I have one more question. Okay. Here we go. To anybody. So let's say that. It was penguins who accidentally uncovered the alien. Go on. How do you think that movie would have been different? Well, there would have been a lot Happy more dancing. <laughs> Happy Feet too. Happy Feet yeah. meets meets uh, the thing. Yeah. Your thoughts? Oh, it'd be so good. Yeah. Let's make that a movie. <laughs> Every day they're shuffling. I, I like to see like a penguin army of things, like attack a walrus. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be something. That walrus would freak out. Wait, like, what's <laughs> happening? I didn't sign off for this. 
Okay, so let's get to our movie trailer talk, where we talk about the uh, some of the latest movie trailers that have, you know, are around. And uh, a big one came out this week, so let's just get into it right away. The Avengers trailer opened, and uh, Alan, you want to want to talk about this? <laughs> yes, I do. So the Avengers trailer came out this week to a lot of um, hoopla. A lot of people really were into it. It's the new movie directed by Joe Sweden, and it stars the Avengers. So it would have Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, uh, Chris Evans as Captain America, Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow, you know, so on and so forth with Sam Jackson and the Hemsworth and all these other people. They're all coming together to be the Avengers, and they finally put out a trailer to show more of the story and to kind of show that Loki, Loki will now be the the antagonist, which is which is kind of cool because it's a lot like the first um, storyline they had. I'm really excited for it. I've been excited since they showed that extra clip at the end of Iron Man in um, 2007. So it's finally happening, and as a big comic book, uh, Marvel Comics fan, it's just kind of weird that it's actually going to happen, and I'm super stoked for it. And it doesn't... It looks like a solid film. It didn't like knock me on my butt. Like, oh, that's gonna be spectacular. It's like, oh, this is gonna be fun, uh, like all the other Marvel movies have been. So I don't know, um, Abe. What do you think? Yeah, I think you accurately described it there, which is it didn't really knock me on my butt. But yeah, I'm really excited to see it. It's uh, up there with Dark Knight Rises and what is now Piranha Three Double D and Battleship Wolf. and Battleship. Yeah, yeah, starring uh, Tim Riggins. But. Um, I did. It's it's really exciting. It's really cool that they, they put it all together, and I think that it's um, it looks very well made, um, and all the movies individually have been successful. So there's no doubt that there's probably a lot of writing on this, and I hope that it delivers. Yeah, I'm right there with you guys. Like, I not to, I I got I, I got to see Avengers footage at Comic Con, and it was pretty awesome. And honestly, it, it's it sells the movie even more so than this trailer does. But the trailer is. It does a good job. I mean, for I like the idea of like kids watching this and like having seen like other Marvel movies and being like, "Oh, those were really cool." And then they see like this trailer and it has like all of their Marvel heroes that are presumably like their favorite characters in the world, and they're like, "They're all in one movie!" And they like just like they're just like freaking out because of how like insane that sounds. And this is just something that doesn't happen. You don't see like a giant franchise like this that's based off of other movies that have their own franchises come together to for one super movie. So. Mm-hmm. The fact that this movie exists is what impresses me, really. Like, that's... Yeah. It seems like so much complications that have, like, somehow got... been able to get over those things in order to, like, produce this massive movie superhero event, so... And I do have one thing to say. From what I can tell, Scarlett Johansson has, like, explosive farting powers. Is that... <laughs> am I wrong in that, like... She's, she's standing, and there's, like camera's facing her and like she farts and a huge explosion happens and like a bus blows up it, it, am i the only one that saw this like that's you're inferring a lot i i don't know am i, I i'm pretty sure i saw like the same a very similar scene in iron man 2 as well so but with those baby cakes i can't yeah i believe it baby cakes her, yes her butt and let's go on to jordan now what do you think of uh, the hulk compared to the uh, other two movies we haven't seen the hulk much yet so i like Mark well it shows like well, yeah, we see like a shot of his face and him being angry. But uh, yeah. I mean, I like Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo plays Bruce need. Banner this time around, so I can, I can get behind that. So I do have a feeling it's going to be very quippy. Yeah, when you have Tony Stark around, it tends to be. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm going to do little jabs. I just I kind of want to see. I don't know. Uh, my whole thing is that I'm just curious who's going to say Avengers Assemble. Yeah. Uh, that sounds like I, a Captain America kind of line. And if it's not Captain America, I'm gonna I'm gonna I wanna it's gonna be bad. Yeah. <laughs> if it's Thor, it's lame. 
<laughs> if it's Thor, it's like the Avengers that I assemble, which will be kind of cool. But if it's Tony Stark, I, I'm going to be mad because it should be either. Yeah, it should be Captain America. Should be Captain America, yeah. They just have a Anthony Hopkins cameo and have him sit. I'm down for that. Oh, that would be cool. Jeremy Renner is also in this movie as Hawkeye, and Hawkeye. based on his, you know, two-minute appearance in Gamble. Thor, I was I was incredibly excited just to see him. So. I'm curious just how they set the whole thing up, how you get, you know, Thor in, and how they like capture Hulk. Like this seems like this seems like a lot has to go on in the Avengers before they actually assemble. Yeah, I wonder how long it's uh, going to be. I hope it's four and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> Takes up half your day. <laughs> It's, a, it's like watching Ben-Hur. It's going to be an intermission part. It's the God of the Wind of Marvel movies. I, I wouldn't mind. If, John, if Joss Whedon's writing all the dialogue, I would not mind that at all. So. But seriously, yeah, I mean, I'm not expecting something crazy. You know, two, two hour 20 at the most, something like that, right? All right, well, the Avengers opens May 4th. Oh, Jesus, that's my birthday movie. Boom, I'm happy. Um, <laughs> that's a good, a good weekend. Avengers opens May 4th, 2012, and our next trailer is Ghost Rider, Spirit of Vengeance. And as much as people don't like the first Ghost Rider, me included, I have to say, I am really excited for the Ghost Rider sequel from the director and the, from the creators of the Crank series. Um, and Jonah Hex. And Jonah they They, they got fired up in Jonah Hex. <laughs> I, w- I would love to see what a Jonah Hex movie would have been like if they were actually, you know, kept on board and did not have creative differences. But uh, I-, I can only speak, I, I-, I want to speak more from just the Comic-Con panel for Ghost Rider more than the actual trailer. Even the trailer does a good job of, like, establishing that it's going to be darker, even though we found out recently this week that it's actually PG-13, which is a little upsetting. But also know that it's bound to have an unrated cut on the DVD or whatever, because there's... It's going to be hardcore. That's that's the footage that I saw. That's what I saw. I saw, like, a really hardcore Ghost Rider. And as much as I dislike that first movie, the character, Ghost Rider, is really badass. And I'd love to see, like, a proper movie to do justice to that character. And, you know, it has Nick Cage, so it's already going to be crazy. And you add a flame <laughs> on top of that, and it can only go more crazy. And then he's pissing fire at the end of the trailer. So that's... Yeah, that was pretty cool. I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for the Ghost Rider sequel. As am I. Do you think he leaves girls with a burning sensation when he's done? <laughs> a new sensation. New sensation. Yeah. yeah no, I, it looks good. Um, or it looks fun. I don't know if it looks good. Yeah, I think it looks fun. That's what I want to emphasize. But it, yeah. yeah, the... <laughs> it also has, um, what's his name? Um, Sierra and... Sierra uh, you're on Hands. Hines, yeah. Hines. Sierra and Hines. Yeah. And Christopher uh, Lambert. You said Lambert will be in there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There can only be As one. rated? As rated, yeah. There, I wish there can rated. only be one Christopher Lambert. <laughs> I mean, overall, it seems like a fun movie, but it's going to be probably tons of action-y stuff. Maybe very little dialogue, but I think I'd be okay with that. And it, didn't, um, Idris Elba. Boyer so co-write it? What? Didn't, um, yeah, David S. Goyer has a co-writing credit on it. Yeah. And since he's he, hit or miss. Yeah, he, since he handles every other superhero movie, it doesn't really make a difference to me, it seems. Sometimes, no, yeah. they're, sometimes they're bad. Yeah. But, uh, cool. yeah, so, Nick Cage returns as Ghost Rider. People may not be, you know, wanting to see this movie, but I do, so. <laughs> it, it certainly did seem like an unlikely choice to have to happen, having a Ghost Rider sequel that still stars Nick Cage, but... It's they keep coming. on making Punisher movies. It's coming, so. Yeah, they do. All right, so uh, cool. yeah, it's a little bit of a little bit of trailer talk there with the uh, Avengers May Fourth Ghost Rider 
as as I've seen the sign display, and here comes the sensor, Abe. Uh, Ghost Rider will be f***ing your shit up in 3D this uh, Valentine's Day, this 2012. Okay, so now let's uh, move on to the uh, our review of 2011's The Thing. 48 hours ago, we found something quite remarkable. What'd they find? There's a structure. In Antarctica. And a specimen. Really? Touching down. This is Kate Lloyd's Columbia Paleontology. Let me show you why you flew 10,000 miles. We estimate it's been here 100,000 years. I'm going to take a tissue sample. Do you really think that's a good idea? Yes, I do. You, my friends, will all be immortalized as the people who made this discovery. My God. All right, so that was a bit of the trailer for The Thing, the 2011 prequel to the 1982 John Carpenter's version of The Thing, which starred Kurt Russell. This version stars Mary Elizabeth Winstead. As uh, Dr. Kate Lloyd, who is a paleontologist in the 80s, a very young one, who is brought down to Antarctica to meet up with a Norwegian team who has recently discovered something buried under the ice. A large spacecraft and a creature that was also located nearby. She's still encased in ice. Um, upon arriving, they you know excavate the creature, bring it back to the lab, they take a tissue sample, and of course the creature wakes up. And starts kind of stalking its way around the Norwegian base camp. Of course, things get more complicated as we find this creature actually has the ability to imitate people. And uh, so it becomes a fight for learning who's who as any one of them could actually be infected by the thing. So, Alan. Yes. What were your thoughts of this new version of the thing? I think, honestly, from what I'm gathering from all the everybody else on this um, podcast panel, I think I'm the one who hated it the least, because I was kind of fine with it. I just thought they missed a lot of opportunities. I thought that there were scenes that didn't have the same amount of tension, that they didn't, they didn't really put in the heart. And, like, they kind of did, like, a Mad Libs of, like, okay, this is the layout from the first thing. Let's do things similar, but kind of amp it up. And kind of make it for today, but it doesn't really work that way. Like, they didn't really use the setting the way they should have. Um, they didn't use the isolationism of the locale as well as they did. They kind of added certain elements to the film when they just didn't need... To, it, it, I, I'm going to forget about this movie next week, essentially, because I just don't care enough about what they did. Um, it could have been worse. There could have been. It could have been terrible, or more so, than it is than what we have and what we saw on the screen. But I, I think I think it was it was fine to me. I, I can't really defend it nor I can go against it a lot, but I just I don't really I don't care enough about this particular movie to really discuss it in a way where it's like, oh it's terrible because of this, this and this because we still have the original thing and the original thing is so good. And I could just watch that over and over again. Um, Aaron, what, what do you think? I sorry. <laughs> it's just Watching this movie, I honestly, I was looking forward to it. I was, I is, I mean, I'm never against remakes if, and I mean, they call this a prequel and like chronologically it's a prequel and it makes sense and they even have a little, 
capper to kind of make you to you know really connect the dots between this movie and the Kurt Russell version. But um, yeah, I mean, it's ostensibly it is a, it is a remake. I mean, that's basically what it is. It's just disguised as a prequel, basically, which is why I'm calling it a pre-make. But um, I was looking forward to this movie. And it just, there was just nothing to it. It's just, even without, like, if this had no connection to any, you know, any version, any, thi- any, the thing at all. And, you know, even if that movie didn't exist and it was just this movie, it's just a badly made alien thriller movie that, like, does very, a lot of things very poorly. The characters are all terrible. The script is really bad. The CG effects are ridiculous and laughable in places opposed to actually threatening the use of location is unused pretty much. I mean, I, I, I got the idea that it's cold outside, but I mean, that was really used at all to emphasize the isolation, like you mentioned, and like even like the paranoia aspects of what this creature's doing. Like there's just so little done with even the setting, despite the fact that aesthetically the movie looks nice, I guess. But yeah, I was just, I just really came out frustrated with how poorly made this movie was, honestly. Abe? Uh, I'm actually kind of there with uh, Alan, which is that I didn't actually hate this movie. It was just there was a lot of stuff that they could have done better. Um, I think this prob- this movie kind of suffers from a problem of pacing in which they're trying to really get to something as quickly as they can without you know jumping over some stones. And I think they, they suffer from originality in terms of, well, there's a lot of scenes that are very much in line with Carpenter scenes, but just not done as well. But I didn't hate it as much as as much as... Don't be afraid uh, of the dark. Yeah, don't be afraid of the dark. And I, I kind of, I kind of like this along the same lines as Green Lantern, which I know you guys didn't like, but uh, <laughs> it was, it was, it was not as entertaining as Green Lantern per se, because with Green Lantern you're just like, oh well, he's, he has to travel to outer space. He's a superhero. Whereas this one is like, okay, well everything here is kind of laughable and, and um, it's very predictable in terms of, well the music cues up so you know something creepy is going to happen or, um, you know they don't show a character so clearly something's going on there. Uh, but I I was somewhat entertained, but exactly what what Alan said. I mean, I'm I'm gonna forget about this film, but uh, overall, I mean, it just wasn't something that I was you know throwing venom at all the time. Yeah, it, it's it's really the uh, epitome of a of a mixed bag, I, I think. For for every like cl- uh, clever idea in the movie, there are three more like just horrible horrible. Um, scenes that just squash any intelligence that the film may have been building up to. And it, it just apes too heavily on, on Carpenter's film. That's where it fails, obviously. Like, he, even from the music, it uses that, like, bump, bump, <laughs> bump, bump, like, in every scene. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I did not like this movie at all. You, uh, you, Alan and Abe, you guys... How you you have a little bit more fun with it than I than I certainly did, but I could. There's so there's so much. I wouldn't say I had fun with it. Well, you 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 you. What what did you like about it? I'll put I'll I'll put that question out there. I like looking at Mary Elizabeth Winstead. What do you want? From <laughs> <laughs> like when she's wearing that gray sweater. Yeah, that was nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 Yes. No, like I don't know. Like I like the actors in it and. Yeah, no, 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 I think about it. Um, it just, it's, it's, it, it's missing though. It's all, all, the way it looks. It looks, except for the CGI, but the way it looks, it just, it looks like a well-made movie, but it just isn't. And mostly because it's li- missing the heart and the soul. Because the reason I like the thing so much is that I wasn't alive when it was made or anything, but like I like that during the time was you know the Cold War and 
communism and the idea of the thing and who do we trust, that entire idea, yeah. I enjoy. And that was apparent in the thing. You don't know who to trust. You can only trust yourself. But are you sure you can only trust yourself? It's this weird thing. But with this one, it's just like, oh, one of us is a monster. I don't know. Oh, there it is. Yeah, like, like it doesn't it, give you it, enough time to. Fir- there's yeah. no tension at all. Like there's it, it establishes that someone's going to be the thing, and then it quickly reveals that person, and then they go to the next scene and do the same thing. There's there's very, there's no like build up. There's no, there's nothing chilling about this movie. It doesn't create that sense of paranoia that the original one does so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and about that too. I mean, you mentioned it previously, which is there's there's a large psychological aspect in. Carpenter's the thing whereas this one it's a little bit more of like a cat and mouse game of okay we know that there's something there we have to go find it now you know there, there's nothing really to establish any type of tone or mood to any scene it's really just okay well uh, even even the filling scene it was just like okay well um there's that's basically a liken to the scene where uh Kurt Russell does the blood sample in Carpenter's thing, and in that one, you feel a lot. I mean, you, you're like, okay, well, you can't really trust anybody. Whereas in this prequel thing, you're just thinking to yourself, I don't know, this is kind of a flawed system, isn't it? And you don't really get a sense of, okay, well, something terrible is about to happen imminently. It's just more, we've got to find somebody, let's get some scare moments out of it, and that's that. You know, there's not really a whole lot of substance. But that being said, I mean, that's something that I didn't like about it. But I think the thing that I can root for is, like, you can just root for some of the characters. I mean, Lars is one of those characters, even though he doesn't speak English. He's just, you know, a guy. He's he's, he's almost uh, retardedly funny um, to some degree. So I think just some of the characters you can kind of root for. There's a lot of what other characters and there's what other there's there's over ten characters in this movie. Joel, so Joel like Edgerton, think... who's in the movie, I swear for like ten minutes because he like disappears yeah. for like the middle. <laughs> right, but I mean, I, I felt as though they, they were kind of make him. Uh, they were maybe trying to make him a McCready character, but I, yeah, I did, except like, he just Mars wasn't cool and, and didn't do anything throughout the movie. Yeah, but there was like a there was like the Hobbit looking character. Um, these these the guy. Are coming up. <laughs> and <laughs> the guy who basically gets uh, the arm sucked onto his face. Um, oh, that guy. Okay. Yeah. What did he do? He didn't do a whole lot, but it was just like... <laughs> he had a big he beard? Kinda, he, he looked nice. But overall, it really wasn't a movie that was full of anything. It was just like, you know, a lot of plot loopholes and like a lot of Dusex Machina kind of stuff. And um, it was just, you know, it, it was a movie, but again, I didn't hate it a lot. No, it's not an offensive film, but yeah, just, like I'm not coming out of it spitting fire, but I mean, there's just yeah. nothing to this. There's just there's nothing that like justifies why this movie exists beyond profit, which did... yeah, I mean, there's not an original idea in the whole film. Yeah. I, I hated how it turned into like a slasher film towards the end, with one running down the corridors, hiding, grabbing knives, and you know, and explosions. It loves explosions. And let's talk about oh, yes. let's talk about the effects the the effects in this movie. The original thing is renowned for its use of practical effects work and how great those things look and creepy and gory and violent and it, they hold up well. But this one just has like CG blobs running at you, and there's nothing there. Like I it it, it then it becomes so like over the top and ridiculous like just the way that it manifests itself and reveals that it's this crazy thing and it just looks terrible. It just like like what is this thing coming at me? It's just 
ugly and not there's nothing to it that makes it like threatening in any way it's just like oh no here it comes like it's it's not creepy it's just someone had a very fun time sketching this out and then they you know made it look 3d yeah the practical effects in carpenters i think is really well done um i think that you bring up a good point about this new one where the CG kind of really hurts it to some degree too, because there's the part where they're they're taking off in a helicopter and then there's a thing on board, and it just didn't really have the same effect as like this this dog that shoots out, you know, tentacles out of its body in in Carpenter's the thing, and it's just yeah, I I, I didn't really like those effects as much. Even even like the Jurassic Park scene where you know. Uh, Joel Edgerton goes into the kitchen and it's just like there's like the thing trying to hunt it. it there's not really it's not really that scary. It's just it's a blob, yeah. The effects were kind of uh, they were just kind of laughable. Um, they put it looks like they put in a lot of work, but I it didn't do anything for me. Um, not compared to like the thing. It's just because the thing's original effects from the from the original film. Um, from um, John Carpenter's film was just they were so grotesque they were so you felt like you were there you could you could almost smell how gross it is with this you're like oh it's CG that's fine oh it's coming after you oh snap uh, I wasn't threatened by this thing monster at all as opposed to when you were watching the original thing film the original thing film with all the it's just nasty and yeah and this kind of was a the current film was kind of just a monster of nothing um, I wasn't threatened at all by a big fleshy scorpion. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a shame, especially considering that, like, uh, like a year ago when it started filming, I heard that they were going to use like just all practical effects. Yeah, no that's what I kept hearing too. Awesome. Yeah. So that was a disappointment. Very, very much so. No, and I, I, I would have liked it if, like. Uh, so, so half the movie you're spent with a like, warrior and the, the other people at the base where, where they're headed to at the, at the very beginning. Yeah. No, I, I did uh, really enjoy the scene, however, when, um, what's his name, the, the main doctor, Dr. Uh, uh, Sander Halverson, where he tells uh, Kate Lloyd that she wasn't brought there to, to think. <laughs> I, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it when a woman's told not to think. Really captured the 80s. It did. It really did. Okay, yeah, let's get to that now. This movie's set in the 80s. Does it feel like it's the 80s in this movie? Well, they have the song by my uh, men at work, and, you know, pretty much it. Yeah. They mentioned the Cavaliers. Yeah, what are the VHS players? What are the computers? It didn't even feel like the dialogue stemmed from the 80s. It just felt like, oh, yeah, we're in the 80s. I guess we... We shouldn't say LOL, but like, <laughs> like the, the cadence in their speech just felt like a oh, regular old decade, whatever. Who cares? And uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead as the uh, the qualified paleontologist to go down to Antarctica. Does that, that ring true? Well, at least they didn't throw glasses on. Her. That's what I yeah, that's yeah. yeah. They, they, <laughs> She didn't suffer from Denise Richards syndrome. So. <laughs> okay, yeah. so maybe I just fell asleep for a moment, but. When the helicopter is going down, do they hear it crash, or do they see it crash? They see it. They see it go down, and they see smoke come out. And I think there's a small boom. Really? Yeah. Because when when um when they return, and the one one scientist claims that no human could survive that crash, 
I thought, how do you know? Like, you never see it crash. For all you know, it could have landed safely. Yeah. Well, no, what I think he meant was being able to walk back to the camp. Yeah, like crashing the helicopter and then, like, walking all the way back over. Which is another thing. You, you never know how, how far away it actually landed. Yeah. Yeah. No, he made a bold assumption. He did. <laughs> I didn't like that. The other thing I didn't like is... Uh... Bothered me. <laughs> When she's looking in the microscope and, and realizing, oh, wow, these cells are taking over. I was like, I don't think that that light microscope could actually see cellular <laughs> yeah. level. Well, it's 82. Like, it was a different time. Like, microscope, which is huge. Different, but anyway, different times. Different. Microscopes were more powerful back then. <laughs> yeah, I could tell. There are a lot of things wrong. I mean, you know, you have you have a problem of where did the dog come from, you know? And also, well, what happens to uh, Dr. Ramona Flowers? that she just freezes to death. Yeah, that was kind of weird. Yeah. Where's she going to go? She's going to... You can't go anywhere. Spoilers. Uh, She's going to the Russian base. That was like 50 miles away? Yeah, she's in the snow cat thing. She can drive there. But she didn't know where that was, though. She can find it. Yeah. She's a woman. Russian outpost? Yeah, they mentioned it. They they kept mentioning it. There's like a Russian outpost that's like 50 miles away. But what if that Russian outpost was just told by the... It's, they just made up a Russian outpost. Yeah, he's like, there's a Russian outpost. So an American is going to go to a Russian outpost in the 80s. Yeah, I know, yeah, that makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing I don't like, back to Alan's point about the Cold War stuff, he's like, I was like, I, I never knew we were at war with Norway. Or, it's like, is they're like, you can't trust the Americans. I was like, what? It's like, you know, the whole entire tension-filled scene, which is very relevant in, in all those 80s, so like what Alan mentioned, if you, if you go back and like watch, even like really awful, but purposely made ones like Red Dawn. Uh, it's just like, yeah, there's a large red scare in a lot of those films. Um, but I was like, for this one, I was like, what did we ever do to Norway? Or Norway never did anything to us. So there was uh, there was weird historical stuff that I was just laughing at. Still, it warrants uh, what my rating is going to be. All right, well, let's, uh, let's get to that. I think we've talked about the thing enough <laughs> that, I, the thing. That, I, that I ever want to. Thing. Oh wait, I have one more question okay. that you guys can answer. Um, why did Lars at the end think the dog was a thing? Because it came out of nowhere. Because it came out of nowhere and it was probably dead before. I, I uh, yeah, there's a lot to forget about. I don't buy that. Okay. Hence the Dusex Machina kind of stuff. It's like. Uh, oh, wait, didn't you know that his dog had died? Didn't they see the corpse of the dog? I thought so. I thought so too. Yeah. So I was like, where did that dog? Were there more than one dog? And where did that rifle come from? It didn't from? seem like there's more than one dog. It seemed like there was only the one. Oh. Uh, they only oh, showed yeah. the one. So. No, for some reason I thought there were more. So. Anyway, let's get to our rating, where each week we kind of rate the films by uh, like when you should go and see it, opposed to giving a number or something. So we kind of go from IMAX, theater, to dollar theater, Netflix, HBO, TV, you just kind of forget about it. So, uh, Alan, where would you put it on that scale? Um, probably TV. If you're curious. If you're not curious, and just forget about it. Hey. Yeah, it's a TV film. And there's really no need for you to watch it at, in the full length uh, at one time. You can just watch it like, like just playing on FX or whatever. Jordan? Yeah, same. TV. Rent it. I like Blockbuster or something. Yeah, I just say forget about it. I see no reason to watch this movie. So. Alright. Wow, this one was worse than Don't Be Afraid of the Dark? For me, yeah. 
I really hated Don't Be Afraid of the Dark. <laughs> yeah, Don't Be Afraid of the Dark wasn't good. I think this was better than that. Yeah. Anyway. All right. All right. So uh, let's do a little uh, little box office here, or uh, each week we go over the box office totals for the week and try to find out if our previous week's predictions were anywhere near. So, um, all right. Last week, Abe, do you recall what you said? Did I say second place with like eighteen point two or something? You said second with seventeen million. Um, seventeen. Okay. Yeah. Mark Hoban said. Um, uh, second with 13 million. I said third with 11 million. And the actual results were. Yeah, the thing did get third place, but uh, with 8 million, 8.7. Oh, wow. So it was pretty low. Pretty low this week. Uh, Real Steel, for the time being, actually held out in first place of 16.3. Footloose came in at 16.1. Uh, so the actuals could uh, possibly do a flip around by the time we get the actual results because you just the estimates. But yeah, then the thing came in at 8.7. Uh, Ides of March came in after that, and then Dolphin Tail keeps making money as well. So, uh, yeah. How the hell keep making money? Because people, people, love people like seeing Morgan Freeman in 3D. Oh my god. Oh. The um, the very boring-looking The Big Year with Steve Martin and Jack Black and Owen Wilson also came in at ninth place with 3.3 million. Uh, clearly nobody knew that movie existed, so there you go. Um... <laughs> Yeah, they didn't market that at all. No, they do. It came out of nowhere, it seemed, yeah. for a movie starring Steve Martin, Jack Black, and Owen Wilson. So, And directed by the uh, Marley and Me. And Devil Wears Pride, uh, David, yeah, David Frankel. Yeah, love those movies, right? They're classics ahead of their time, I would say. Yeah, Thing did something. Uh, Footloose, also a remake. Much better. I like that movie quite a bit, actually. <laughs> Just saying. Put that out there. Almost wish we did a podcast about Footloose. <laughs> anyway, that's yeah, that's enough for that. Let's do our retro review, where each week we talk about a couple of the films that some way relate to the main feature of the week. So uh, let's start with Jordan this time. Any uh, films you thought of while watching The Thing? Um, I thought of Mimic a lot. Yeah. And uh, I, I love Mimic. Um, Have you seen the, the director's cut of Mimic at this point? I, oh, I own it. Yeah? Good sir. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Much better. Um, I've yet to watch I, it. I like the original version of Mimic, too, so... Um, Mimic is the first, like the first uh, Hollywood Gary Guillermo del Toro movie that he came in, like first his first studio film. Yeah, which it's, he, it's really good. Which he famously had a lot of problems with. So. Yeah, it's it's a it's a clever clever uh, little horror film. I say go watch that oh. or Relic or the Relic is always it. <laughs> yeah, nice. I thought that too for some reason. That movie's a really cool like B movie. Yeah, we should do a commentary for the Relic. <laughs> yeah, we should. <laughs> <laughs> Abe. Um, I thought of a few. Um, I thought of uh, Alien just because the flamethrowers, for some weird reason. And Predator because it's hunting them. And then Fallen, the movie with Denzel Washington. I love that movie. There's like the killer and then he basically can, oh, by touch, yeah. he can enter into other people's bodies. That's a stuff. good poll. I like that movie a lot. So, yeah, and oh, obviously, that's my question. Yeah. So those are just the, the films that I thought of while watching this. So you thought of Alien, Predator, and then Alien vs. Predator to rank which one was worse? Is that... Wait, no, I didn't, I didn't, think, I didn't think Alien vs. Predator. <laughs> I know, but it, yeah, I just figured you did. <laughs> that movie was not that good. I was disappointed. I'm disappointed about all the Predator movies. Predators was okay. Especially that Japanese guy fighting the Predator in, in like that battle scene in the field. It's a, it's a solid movie. Yeah. Alan? Um, Snow Dogs. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Cuba Gooding uh, Classic, I believe. 
Yes. Or the yes. CCC. Yes. No, um, I actually kept thinking about Prometheus, that alien prequel they're doing, and I hope that's way better. I just, that's all I kept thinking. I was like, really, I really hope Prometheus has been in this. And then, um, or, or the original thing, and then, you know, the other movies that these people are in. I kept thinking about Animal Kingdom and how I want to watch that again, because Joe Egerton's in that. Yeah. Um, that's about, yeah, mostly. I just kind of, you know, comparing it to the original thing most of the time. Yeah, same here. The thing, yeah. Alien, Jurassic Park. I think Jordan mentioned that, right? Someone mentioned Jurassic Park. I didn't. I, did, I mentioned it for the kitchen. Scene. Yeah, yeah. Abe, okay, Abe, you did, yeah. Jurassic Park, I thought of. And Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Basically every movie that this movie, you know, takes from and does worse. So, yeah. <laughs> Not the, uh, <laughs> really still didn't like the thing that much. <laughs> I keep coming back to it. <laughs> So I guess to sum it up, like if you're ever curious about what happened in the Norwegian camp, it's the same damn thing that happens in the thing. Yeah, and they they basically piece it all together for you in Carpenter's The Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Very little needed to be done. Yeah, very yeah. unoriginal. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, that's some retro reviews. Let's let's uh, you know, Abe, you know what time it is? I'm gonna guess that it's game time. It is game time, Abe. <laughs> it's yeah. time. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah, we tried this last week and I'm gonna try it again. We got this movie quote game, and I am going to randomly ask questions about quotes here. And let's see, I have it divided by actor, character, movie, and year. I'm going to go with character this week. I'm going to try that one. And I guess the first to get three correct will win. Okay. I'm just going to read all of these. So just don't like answer until I say something. Okay, here we go. The quote is Toga, Toga. And I have Jack Robin, Rocky Balboa, John Bluto Butarski, or Ted Stryker. The third one. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Is that it? Yes, that's it. Yeah. Animal House, right? Yes. Yeah, Animal House, yeah. I was like, yeah. I don't know what his name is. But you can't remember Bluto? <laughs> okay, this one might be actually tougher. College, yes. Is it safe? Sam Spade, Norma Desmond, Captain, or Dr. Christian Zell? Is it safe? God, so many people say that. Is it safe? Yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking Gandalf, <laughs> but... Um... Is it safe? <laughs> I think Gandalf should be an answer. Is it? I'm gonna say Gandalf. Sorry. Did you say the third? The third response was Captain. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Sam Spade because I like the multi-stalking. But I know that's probably not gonna be right. Yeah, you're wrong, Abe. I'm gonna go with the second one. Wow, you're wrong too. Okay, it is Doctor Christian Zell from Marathon Man. Oh. (laughs) I didn't get that wrong. Okay. Here we go. (laughs) There's no crying in baseball. Caesar. Tom Hanks. Thank you. That's not an option because I'm doing characters. Yeah. Caesar Enrico Bandello, Harry Callahan, Captain Jeffrey T. Spaulding, Jimmy Dugan. Jimmy Dugan! Who said that first? That was Alan. Yeah, that was Alan who answered correctly. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Oh, oh, my heart was racing. <laughs> He's still my heart. Okay, here we go. This, Little big this league. will be fun. No, that's not League of the <laughs> A little big leap. Yeah. <laughs> I know, it's, I'm staring at it, sorry. No wire hangers ever. Dr. Christian Zell, Norma Desmond, <laughs> Joan Crawford, Carol Ann Freeling. 
Joan, Joan Crawford. 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 I think that was Alan. That was Alan. It was. I'll do one more. Yeah, Alan's one at this point, but I'll do one more. Houston, we have a problem. Stan- I'm See, Dave, you're just bad at this. <laughs> <I know. Yeah. laughs> Stanley Kowalski, Caesar Enrico Bendello, Harry Callahan, Jim Lovell. Jim, Jim Lovell. Lovell. Yeah, you see how they answered correctly, Abe? Okay, so. Stella. I was going to say Netflix for a second, but. Because <laughs> <laughs> if there's a problem with your account, it's like, Houston, we have a problem. Forget it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's a uh, uh, that's our movie quote game again. Uh, still working out the kinks in that one, I guess. But uh, let's try another game. We're gonna do a cast this, but I'm gonna do something different. I'm going to name off a few horror movies, and we can try to come up with the the prequel plots to them. <laughs> nice. Okay, so The Shining. Go. Clearly. He would just be a writer sitting in his apartment. So you're saying it'd be based around the Jack Nicholson character, not like the house. Not the actual house. So it'd yeah. just be Jack Nicholson like drinking and hitting his son. Just drinking coffee, just trying to write his, his name. I would just. Well, he would be drinking coffee. Be drinking, he'd be drinking alcohol and hitting his son. Yeah. That's like the pre-court thing. <laughs> and that'd be it. There's, That's the whole movie. <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna base it on the black guy, but whatever. That's oh, oh, dude. <laughs> All right. Um, Halloween. I would do like a Donald Pleasance year one. There you go. Doctor Loomis Year One. Yeah. So it'd be like his his college days becoming a doctor. Yeah. It'd be yeah, like it'd be, be like Cannibal like Rising. Yeah. He becomes a samurai. <laughs> okay. Psycho. I would have Anthony Perkins doing a toddlers and TRs kind of thing when he was young because his mom made him go through all these pageants. It's like Little Miss Sunshine, but period piece that sounds fun i gotta say that <laughs> i'm going from the complete opposite of what these movies are now are we doing a prequel for the gus van zandt version or the original yeah what's the okay what's the prequel to the gus van zandt version of psycho <laughs> <laughs> well it's called swingers and then <laughs> then Vince Vaughn decided that he can't do that anymore he has to go back and live with he his mom the life of like you know uh, anonymous, you know, one night stands and make trying to make it Hollywood, trying to make it in Hollywood, and then just goes to open his own hotel up in the Moonies. It right. kills people. All right. He's gonna so be. He's, try, he's trying to be. Then um, couples retreat. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's after. Well, no, he he took his advice to heart, and he's trying to be like the guy in the rated R movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would be funny. Uh, King Kong. What's that prequel like? It's like he's a like, rise of the planet of the apes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, it's, he's like it's, a chimp, and then they, he gets worked on by James Franco. <laughs> Wouldn't it just be Jack Black in film school? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I guess so. It, it just him screwing over his roommates early on. Mm-hmm. And uh, Night of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. I guess it'd just be a big car ride of... It'd be a road trip. Barbara and uh, her brother just driving to the graveyard. Like, yeah. It'd be like my dinner with Andre, except in a car. <laughs> or it could be like the black guy, but he was like a black militant, and then he decided to get out of it. But like the, I don't know. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm done. All the right. 60s, we figure something out. Okay, good. So if we've shed some light on what these classic horror films could be like in prequel form, pretty sure uh, Hollywood's writing a check to us right now to make some of it. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, so that's, that's it for game time. Um, <laughs> 
Let's uh, let's talk about what we're going to talk about next week, and that's going to be Paranormal Activity three. Boom, boom, boom. The uh, third, which I guess is also a prequel to Paranormal Activity one and two. Um, Pre prequel. Yes, it's a, it's a threequel. Yeah. yeah, it's a threequel. The behind Catfish. Yes, from, yes, from the creators right, yeah. of Catfish, which has me excited. I like the Paranormal Activity movies. I think we've talked about this before, but it's like the Paranormal Activity movies. I do. Um, I like watching them in the theater, but other than that, I don't like them. I haven't watched them in any other place in the theater, but I can say that they're effective yeah. on me. So. Yeah, I'm curious about this one because mm, we'll see. I, 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 unlike the Saw movies, I'm kind of just generally curious to see what happens every year a Paranormal Activity movie comes out. So. Is I, there, there's not a Saw movie this year, is there? No, I'm saying, but like because yeah. you know before Paranormal Activity, there's yeah, Saw yeah, movies yeah. year after year, and now it seems like there's Paranormal Activity movies year after year. But I've liked the first two, so I'm still generally interested in this series. So I'm happy to see more of them. Like, I did like his second movie one. Would it be Saw Seven? It'd be Saw Eight if there was another. Oh, eight. But Saw pretty much wrapped itself up, even though it always leaves itself open for another one. But yeah, at that. I don't like. I like the second Paranormal Activity because, he, like, she's Steven Seagal, the guy's neck. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, am I watching it on Killing Ground? What is this? I'm excited. Oh. All, right. All right. Well, yeah. So we're gonna talk about Paranormal Activity three next week. Uh, let's do a little uh, box office predictions for it, and uh, just to frame things, uh, next week also sees the highly anticipated release of the Three Musketeers. As well as Johnny English Reborn, so you know. oh, I can't wait. For McNutty's that. McNutty's in that movie. McNutty's in that movie. Yeah, McNutty. I saw him in the trailer. I was like, "What?" He's gonna McNutty all over that movie, I guess. Um, so Par- Paranormal Activity, the first one, had a you know a strange release because it was like only midnight shows for a while, and then yeah. just keep building and building, and it went to make 107 million. Uh, Paranormal Activity two had a 40 million dollar opening weekend, so. I guess you could try to predict a range between, you know, an opening weekend of less than a thousand, less than a hundred thousand versus a forty million dollar opening weekend. So, uh, uh, d- uh, Jordan, let's start with you. What do you think Paranormal Activity Three is going to do next weekend? Mm. I don't know. Um, Twenty-two, maybe. First place. Yeah. All right, Alan. Um, thirty-eight, number one. Abe? I'm going to say number one, 30 million. Okay. And I will say first place with, you said 38. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I'll say 35. So, we'll see. you got quite the range there. And who knows, maybe we'll just blow up big, like the even bigger than the second one and make $45 million or something. But uh, we'll find out, I guess. Anyway, that's going to do it this week for uh, Out Now of Aaron and Abe. You can find more of my work at my personal blog site, thecodeazeek.com, where you can find all my written movie reviews, as well as whysoblue.com for all the latest Blu-ray reviews. You can also find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Aaron's 3. Abe? People can find more of my work at walrusmoose.blogspot.com, two animals, walrusmoose.blogspot.com, and twitter.com slash walrusmoose. Alan? Yes, my name is Alan, and you can find me on Twitter... At backslash Mr. DVD, MRDVD. I don't have a blog or anything yet. It's it's happening. I'm I'm planning it. Just yeah. Just find me on Twitter and then you could, you know, at reply me and then I might respond. It'll be exciting. <laughs> Jordan. Oh damn dirty blog dot blogspot dot com. 
That's kind of boring, so, you know. Well, <laughs> thanks, for you plug- your own thanks, thanks for plugging it anyway. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah, you can find all our episodes of Out Now, Fair and Nave at iTunes, at hhwlod.com, at outnow.podomatic.com. Uh, you can also email us at outnowpodcast at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash outnowpodcast, where you can like our page and be privy to all the latest updates and whatnot, because I tend to be fairly active on there. And, uh, yeah, until next week when we talk about Paranormal Activity 3, we'll see you later then. Goodbye. There you guys. Toodaloo. Bye.